This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kevin Harvick off turn four. Comes to the line. Well, Richmond is, is a racetrack that is obviously, you know, a short track. Um, wears the tires out. You know, has that Saturday night flair to it that, that's... Um, you know, not every track has. We don't have a lot of, we don't have enough short tracks. Joey Logano getting the win over his teammate, Brad Keselowski. Richmond is a, a great racetrack for Team Penske. Um, for Brad and I in particular, I think both of us run really good there. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our string. From the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live. It's State Water Heaters Race Week on the Motor Racing Network. We are getting you ready for Richmond Raceway and all of its events this coming weekend. Mike Bagley here with the MRN crew. We've got a great show for you today. So glad you've joined us. Brad Keselowski. Wow. He's been on a tear lately. He won at Darlington. He won at Indianapolis. He won at Las Vegas. And now he's going for his fourth win in a row Saturday night in the Federated Auto Parts 400. On today's show, we'll talk with his crew chief, Paul Wolf about what they've accomplished to this point and the opportunity in their mindset for the remainder of this round of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs and how deep can they go in the playoffs. We'll also hear from Jimmy Johnson about the struggles of his season and his outlook for his team in the first round of the playoffs. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner from Las Vegas, Grant Enfinger, will join us. Talking about a great win. Man, oh man, that was a great win for Thor Sport Racing and Grant Enfinger. In the NASCAR Xfinity Series, first-time winner Ross Chastain is in studio. He'll talk with us about his win on Saturday and his plans for the remainder of 2018. We'll preview a podcast on MRN.com called MRN Presents the Many Hats of Jack Roush. Kim Kuhn has a social media minute. We'll look back on this week in NASCAR history, and we'll get a preview of this week's Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond and much more. But first, Kyle Rickey, host of NASCAR Today Middays, joins us now with the latest in NASCAR news. Kyle? Mike, it was announced over the weekend in Las Vegas that Ryan Newman would be leaving Richard Childress Racing at the end of the 2018 season. No word yet on where he might end up next year or who will fill the 31-car seat at RCR in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Newman joined Richard Childress Racing at the start of the 2014 season, but has won just once at Phoenix in the spring of 2017. And the 12-driver NASCAR Xfinity Series playoff field was set over the weekend in Las Vegas. 
Justin Allgaier will be the number one seed heading into the first playoff race this Friday night in Richmond after winning the regular season championship. What I've learned with this sport is is that uh, nothing's given, and you know we, we still have to do our job. We have to execute, and you know these next few weeks are going to be difficult. You know now that the playoffs reset, um, you look at the cars that ran well today. There's a lot of a lot of guys that are in the playoffs that, that did a fantastic job today and ran really well. So just really proud of everybody at Junior Motorsports. You know this, this these cars have been so much fun to drive this year, and and to uh, to have the opportunity to go out today and and to win the almost win the race and to, to take home this championship is pretty special. The first three-race round for the Xfinity cars will begin this Friday night in Richmond, then move on to the Charlotte Road Course next week and Dover in three weeks. The bottom four playoff drivers in points without a win after those three races will be eliminated from title contention. Mike? Thanks, Kyle. Coming up next, we'll talk with Las Vegas NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race winner Grant Enfinger, and later, Ross Chastain will join us. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Getting your engine in top shape starts with getting your oil and filters changed regularly. So come right now to AutoZone and take advantage of our great deals on oil change specials. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow wrist, elbow wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner Grant Enfinger joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Down the back photo into turn three. Grant Enfinger, Johnny Sauter, two truck legs back to Ben Rhodes. Enfinger to the bottom of turn four for the final time. Here they come off of turn number four. Checkered flag is in the air. Grant Enfinger will win the World of Westgate 200 and move to the round of six in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoff. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's what it sounded like Friday night on the Motor Racing Network. Grant Enfinger powering his way to the checkered flag and into the next round of the playoffs. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live, and we are joined by the winner of the World of Westgate 200, Grant Enfinger is back on NASCAR Live. Grant, welcome back to the show. Congratulations. Man, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's good to be on the show, especially after a big win like that on Friday night. How big was that win for you guys? Man, it was, it was huge for us. Not only did it, did it lock us into the next round, um, which, oh, by the way, we, we didn't get the, the best of uh, the results. The first, the first race in the, in, the, in the first round there at Canada and in, in the last race being there at Talladega, so there's, there's the playoff implications, but also just the, the confidence level of, of our team, I think, is, is risen just uh, overnight after, after that. I think we, we all knew we, we could do it. Um, we, we've had, had moments of glories uh, all, all year, but, but this, this time we put it all together, and, uh, and we won as a whole team. I mean, there was, uh, everybody has stepped up uh, continually all year long, and, and, and we've shown it. And, uh, and now we've all put it together as a team and, and, uh, and won on a, on a big mile-and-a-half uh, stage there in Vegas. Well, let's, uh, let's go back and dissect the race weekend for you guys. First of all, 
Um, we've been hearing how hot it's been out there this past weekend. How were you and your team affected by the heat out there in Vegas? I mean, it was it was warm for sure, but I, you know, with it with it not being quite as humid out there, it wasn't terrible for us. Um, but but we didn't race in the heat of the day like like the Xfinity and, and the Cup guys did. So we were we were fortunate enough to, to have a night race, so it made it a little easier on, on us and, and our guys. But but definitely a very noticeable lack of grip from from where the track was in the springtime. The springtime, the just with the cooler weather and and track temp being I don't know 30 40 degrees cooler, track had a ton of grip in the spring. Uh, this this time when we came back, not not quite so much, but uh. But still, we we had we had great grip in our champion power equipment F one fifty and and uh man went went from the back to the front a, a few times and and uh, just had really really good speed to, to do it with and and Jeff Hensley was was able to make a, a gutsy pick call that, that ended up um, I feel like was a big part of us winning the race. Grant, you've been close several times this year, but all, something always seemed to happen one way or another. Were you holding your breath towards the end of that race on Friday because you've been in contention to get a whole lot more than what you can call your own right now? Yeah, yeah, I was definitely holding my breath. Um, but uh, but Jeff Hensley and, and our spotter uh, David Pepper, they were they were doing a good job of calming me down when when crazy stuff would happen. But we've been great, kind of individually, you know. From the, sometimes a picker will have a have a really good race, and sometimes Jeff will make a really good call, and and then sometimes we just won't have the speed, or I'll mess up, or or whatever. But but this time it it took everybody to to do what we did on Friday night and, and we showed we can do it together. So the guys were were great on pit road. Um, we gained gained a, gained a few spots there and and uh, and even when we took four tires and some of the other guys took two, we didn't really lose very much. And, and then like I said, Jeff Hensley made a made a gutsy pit call there and just all worked out. You know, it seems like you can you can do everything right and uh, and still end up with a with a wadded up uh, pile pile of junk at the end. And, and sometimes you, you do everything right, and you end up in victory lane. And, and uh, man, that just makes makes all the blood, sweat, and tears that worth it. Chatting with Grant Enfinger, the winner from over the weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Before we before we jump ahead here and, and talk about the off time you got coming up and a trip to Talladega, I'm curious. We always hear from a lot of race fans and talk about how they go back to their local short track, their Saturday night program, things of that nature. Do you remember your first racetrack, where that track was, what you drove, and just what the vibe was around your local track when you were growing up through the ranks? Yeah, you know, I grew up in, in South Alabama, so the, the first racetrack I ever went to was where I raced was a, as a go-kart when I was 11 years old, and that was L.A. Raceway, the lower Alabama Raceway, a little, uh, hmm. little dirt track that, that's not there anymore, and, uh, and then and, uh, advanced to to uh to j and j speedway which is a little, little dirt track there in in uh in mobile for the go-karts and, and then i went pretty much all asphalt for the rest of my life uh but yeah man those those local tracks are where it's at um i don't get home enough uh to, to go support mine but but uh but man that's that's where a lot of great memories were and that's where that's what uh that's what fueled the fire to, to, to keep this dream alive and that's where dreams begin at the local level. And if you've not had a chance, folks, swing on that and check out your local short track. You could be watching the next superstar in the making. Good news for you, though, Grant, is the next time that you enter the state of Alabama, it'll be uh, obviously home turf to Talladega. And the elimination aspect of that race won't affect you at all. What kind of a load is that off of your shoulders, knowing that you don't have to go to Talladega to try to make something happen to the next round of the playoffs? Man, that's a, that's a huge load for us. And um, and I tell you what, it's a it is a a big relief. Um, Talladega is 
is so crazy. Uh, all these truck races are crazy, but Talladega is even more so. Um, and to, to go there is a winner there at Las Vegas and, and to know we're automatically advancing to the next round is just a, a, a big load off. So, so, so now we can, we can concentrate on that truck for sure. But, but now it kind of gives us a little bit of a heads up to, to go ahead and start working on our Martinsville and our Texas stuff and, and get that stuff really, really polished up good too. So, um, we're still going to try to go to Talladega and, and win the race for sure. Um, but man, just a, a little bit less stress than, than everybody else will be feeling there. Well, I know that that is music to your ears and the team's ears. You've deserved it. Congratulations on reaping the successes of it by winning over the weekend there at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. By the way, how are you going to spend your next three weekends off? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on, I've, I've bought a red car for my wife and, and it's about three months into this process and I told her it'd be done before Vegas. So I'm spending all my all my time uh, working on that, and then then I'm gonna try to spend a little bit of time uh, up in Sandusky, Ohio, at the shop. Well, all the best to you. Safe travels. Uh, have fun getting that honeydew list buttoned up, and we will see you in Talladega, my friend. All right, thank you very much. That is Grant Enfinger won the World of Westgate 200 over the weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and with that win, guaranteed a run into the next round of the playoffs without having to do any of the heavy lifting that will come these drivers' way when they hit elimination race number one on Saturday, October 13th. They're at Talladega Super Speedway. Coming up next, we go face-to-face with Ross Chastain. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. Here's NASCAR champ Kurt Busch. For me, racing is all about winning. Off the track, I feel the same way. I like to be associated with companies and products that I consider to be top performers. State brand water heaters are top performers, and no matter what kind of water heater you need, State has it, even hybrid and tankless. Take it from me, when it comes to hot water, don't get caught with anything less than a State water heater. Get yours today, go to statewaterheaters.com, and use the request a quote from a pro tool. First-time winner Ross Chastain joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It was Saturday afternoon in the desert of Las Vegas that Ross Chastain drove his DC's Solar Chevrolet to victory lane at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It was career win number one. And earlier today, he stopped by the MRN studios and spoke with our Woody Kane. First of all, congratulations, and you're still grinning from ear to ear, and I don't blame you. Yes, sir. No, it was an incredible weekend. Uh, no sleep since the cup race, except a little <laughs> bit on the flight home. Uh, but got work to do, man. We got Richmond coming up. Mm-hmm. And you will be in the 42 car from Ganassi for the final time this year. Is that right? That's right, yep. Uh, our first race of the playoffs will be uh, final time in the 42 car with uh, DC Solar Colors on it. And... Um, you know, then back in the four car for, uh, you know, to finish out the year and, and see how far we can go in the playoffs. Before we talk about what's to come, let's talk about what just happened. You had a great run going at Darlington, get tangled up with Kevin Harvick, but, boy, suddenly the, the, the country has discovered Ross Chastain and, and watermelons all of a sudden. Then you go out to Las Vegas and have a, a, just a great scrap with a handful of different drivers at different times and win that race. 
and bust a watermelon on the start finish line. Uh, tell me how you got from point A to point B because a lot of folks have seen you in the four car and then suddenly you're in a Ganassi car and went, what? What happened there? How did that start? How did that work? Yeah, so um, it's it's crazy, but it, it's really just a product of being out there and racing in the four car um, for four years now. Uh, and Jeff Karpoff with DC Solar saw that and, and just started paying attention and asking around. And then, um, you know, a mutual group um, that works uh, with them and, and you know, I was friends with. Uh, I would drive their motorhome to the racetrack and stuff. Uh, what, you drive motor coaches too? Yeah, man, I'll do anything. <laughs> um, I'll, and then I just I just uh, tow my truck behind it. That's and uh, That way I have wheels when I get there, and they have their coach for all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he asked them, and so they started looking at it. And then um, CGR had uh, three these three races open. Um, and, and I guess my name was on a list of guys to look at, and uh, we were the last one on the list at the end of the day. So um, it came together pretty last minute. You know, not not it was less than a month before the first race, um, so not much time to prepare physically or mentally, mm-hmm. honestly, to try to embrace it. Um, Here it, it is, was, go. It was scary, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm probably actually happy it was the lit less time um, because I could have psyched myself out pretty easy. So, yeah. um, But went full bore in with, with CGR and Josh Wise and everybody over there, and um, there's a lot of people behind the scenes. Obviously, an, an organization like that has that much infrastructure and that many people um, that have done this. Like they've been in racing longer than I've been alive, so yeah. um, just using all their all their uh, information they have, um, anything that they think I might know, I ask them three times just to try to learn as much as I can. You and I talked several years ago, and you were talking about uh, you know your watermelon uh, farming background and how you were kind of leveraging that to help you get behind the wheel and keep you there, and that's why this to me this whole thing is so amazing with with DC Solar because. You know, how rare is it for a sponsor to say, yeah, come on over. I want that guy. Usually you have to go knock on the doors. And that's what you and I talked about for a conversation on one of our podcast series. How rare is that these days? Because normally it means, oh, yeah, you can drive my car. You got a check. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, and it's such an odd. It is odd. The whole situation, because DC Solar was already a large partner at CGR with mm-hmm. everybody at Chip Ganassi Racing. And they had this car already, and, and they needed to fill out these races. Um, and DC Solar wanted to pick them up. They just didn't know who they wanted to drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, so through, uh, you know, however they worked all that out, I was the last guy. Um, but you're, when, when they first called me about it, I was like, no way. Like, yeah, you that's didn't not real. <laughs> Come on. That, it was like, oh, this could happen. I was like, yeah. it won't happen. That's yeah. not. And then, but I, I did know it's Jeff. It's like you want a bike for Christmas and you get socks. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like I, I knew Jeff well enough to know, well, okay, if he's talking about it, he it could ha- like he he could pull the trigger on this. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I could never thank him enough, uh, him and Paulette uh, and everybody at DC Solar for standing behind me. And then everything that went down at Darlington would come out of there with a 25th place finish. Um, I basically crashed almost that, right That doesn't in front show of, how well you ran, Yeah, though. but, like, we crashed, like, almost right in front of their suite, and they were headed down to the to oh. the uh, to the front stretch to watch the end of the race mm-hmm. at the pit box. Um, so they didn't exactly see it. You know, Jeff didn't, but it's still a lot of their group was in the suite and saw it. Um, so were you that expecting w- that to get the, yeah, we're done, dude, text? What? What do you mean? Like uh, after you crash, you're thinking, oh, no, what have I done? Right. Or, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I was, and everything that went down there, um, I was worried that, that CGR or him would, would not want that, you know, that much, you know, Whatever, Swirl or yeah, controversy every or whatever, controversy yeah. going on um, with their car and their 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 team, and um, they all stood behind me, man. They're like, you you but go so and fans. race, you go the fans go jump fight. behind you, yeah, go, go do it. So, um, go go 
try to win, do whatever you got to do, um, and, and try to be smart doing it. So, um, you know, we made it through this time and, and was able to race guys and, and, you know, and, and actually, you know, side draft and be, mm-hmm. a, be aggressive. And me and Justin got together, you know, at the time he was pretty upset and I apologized. I watched the replay. We both came together, you know, we both headed mm-hmm. towards each other trying to side draft. So, um, I'm not going to take all the, I'm not going to apologize as much as I was before I saw the replay yeah. because, um, he, you know, he came down a little bit. So it's, it's just fighting for the win. But like, that's what you do. I mean, that's are, normal. We are racing yeah. for the win and, and we have so much respect for each other. Um, the Xfinity guys do obviously, um, to, to race each other hard and, and side by side. And mm-hmm. at mile and a half tracks, when you get on each other's doors, it's tough. Um, but nobody messed up this weekend. But, I mean, that's the technique. I mean, you really have to use that technique now, don't you, with the way these cars are set up and the way they drive? Well, yeah, if you want to be aggressive. you Yeah. 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 Tell me a little bit about, uh, for lack of a better phrase, your side of the garage, because you're, you're with an underfunded team primarily. You're doing some other stuff, of course. But it seems like there's been such a groundswell of support among guys who are in your category, so to speak, in terms of, of funding and infrastructure and all that with the teams. And, man, it's like they have jumped on board with you and are just cheering as hard as they can. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, in racing against a lot of guys, you know, from, from 8th to 18th every week in the Xfinity Series and Trucks and Cup, um, different, you know, different position groups. But, um, you know, it, a lot of them have been upset with me a lot because I do race hard uh, and I don't just kind of fall in line and, and just kind of ride. Even though it mm-hmm. sometimes it could be better for both of us, I want to put them behind as much as I can to help me. Um, it's not always the best way to go about it, and I've struggled to balance that. Um, but guys back, you know, a lot of guys just – get mad when you challenge them and, mm-hmm. and race them um oh yeah and, and and but i'm like i'm all right then fall in behind me like you know so i i don't <laughs> There's apologize an easy fix here yeah but i've had some altercations and some you know confrontations about it um so i've tried to clean that up um but man i've shook more hands and had more high fives in the last you know two weeks or since darlington um and then uh, this weekend um it's been incredible so i'm excited to walk back into the cgr shop now um and and because after Darlington, before the race, I probably, outside of the 42 Xfinity group, I mm-hmm. probably shook 10 hands. Mm-hmm. When I came back after Darlington, they have over 200 employees. I, I shook over half of those, like wow. 100 handshakes and high fives, wow. just standing out there in the shop in the little Xfinity section. All the cup guys came over, mm-hmm. uh, people from the business groups. Uh, you know, engineers upstairs, like they were coming down. I didn't. I was like, "Where you probably are had all a these dream people about something from? like that before?" Have you? I mean, yeah. yeah. And they were just like, "Man, you, you go, you fight. We'll stand behind you. We will build race cars if you will go race like that." So Man. they didn't like that it was torn up. But um, I'm excited to get over there now and, and just see the see the reaction. You're in the playoffs. You were you were pretty good position wise before you got this deal with Ganassi. Yeah, the you four were, cars in the playoffs. Right That's there. crazy. But you get one more race with the 42 bunch. Can you use that as a springboard to make some noise in these playoffs? Well, yeah, definitely. And especially if you look at the first round for the Xfinity Series, it's Richmond and 42, so we should be competitive. Um, and then you go to the Roval. Mm-hmm. which nobody knows what to expect. You guys haven't even turned a lap there. I have no idea. Um, we have a pretty good road course package. We have uh, we finished 7th, uh, I believe, or 6th or 7th at Road America, mm-hmm. right behind the 42 car. He spun out, but that doesn't matter. I was right, right behind Justin Marks at the end of a road course race. Yeah, I was and he's pumped. an ace on road he courses. Is. Yeah. I tried to pass him with like two to go and almost wheel hopped off the track, and I said, you know what, I'll just <laughs> stay right behind him because I cannot outbreak Justin Marks and, yeah. um, maybe one day, but yeah. not yet. And then uh, we have Dover, and the four-car runs awesome at Dover. And we have a huge Use Your Melon campaign up there. 
Um, but that's not about watermelons. It's just a connection. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so it's a drive sober campaign. Um, and, and the state of Delaware and their hi- office highway safety wants to promote driving sober. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of you know they, their major sporting event for the year is NASCAR. There are two races. That's you know they don't have NFL, MLB, mm-hmm. um, nothing else. So they use NASCAR as their big uh, launch promotional pad. vehicle. And yeah. So yeah, race car stickers are great. Sponsoring the race is great. Uh, but we branch it out and, and put their message on watermelons across their whole state uh, really? for the whole second half of the summer. Uh, we split it up in the spring and into the early summer is uh, protect your melon, buckle up, wear mm-hmm. your seatbelt. And then the fall is use your melon, drive sober. So um, when people go That's to Dover, idea. they are yeah. going to see watermelon stuff all over. They're doing kind of a grassroots um, campaign around the racetrack leading up to the race with all kinds of signage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so beyond all that for racing – we know people, some people don't watch NASCAR, okay? I know we're, yeah, we're in our bubble. Yeah, we yes, think everybody yes. loves NASCAR, but granted, people don't, some people don't watch it. So we are reaching people in the grocery store that mm, are not a part yeah. of NASCAR. So um, just giving the marketing dollars for the Office of Highway Safety and their message uh, more bang for their buck and just trying to um, push their message and try to get people to remind them to drive sober. Now, I got to ask you, when does watermelon season officially end? We ship 365. Really? Yeah, yep. Yeah, we ship up. How, how does that work? Because in the wintertime, you don't grow them, right? right? Well, we're growing a fall crop right now in Florida, um, and, and that's a small crop, but um, they'll be ready uh, the middle of October mm-hmm. uh, probably. So um, what is that, just another month away probably? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start shipping out of there. Right now they're still shipping out of like uh, Kentucky and Delaware and Maryland up there in the Dover area. Uh, just south of the track, about 45 minutes actually, is a huge watermelon area. Um, Who knew? That, that peninsula out yeah. there is like – gold for watermelons um, <laughs> and there's a lot of agriculture out there and then it'll reset to florida and then after that um, that'll be for you know uh, october on and then um there will be uh, a lot of import stuff so um out of south america and stuff uh, we'll, we'll bring them in and people got to eat watermelons year-round man yeah, they, they have do. Them for salads and and uh, a lot of, of uh, fresh cut stuff and, mm-hmm. and just um keep pushing it or for busting up on the start-finish line. That's right, Whatever man. you need. That's right. <laughs> Ross, congratulations on the way things are going for you this year. Really happy for you and look forward to seeing you at Richmond and uh, making some noise in these playoffs. All right. Thanks for having me. That is Las Vegas winner Ross Chastain and our Woody Kane. Coming up next on NASCAR Live, we'll preview a new podcast on MRN.com and later, Jimmy Johnson. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Here's NASCAR champ Kurt Busch. For me, racing is all about winning. Off the track, I feel the same way. I like to be associated with companies and products that I consider to be top performers. State brand water heaters are top performers, and no matter what kind of water heater you need, State has it, even hybrid and tankless. Take it from me, when it comes to hot water, don't get caught with anything less than a State water heater. Get yours today, go to statewaterheaters.com, and use the request a quote from a pro tool. Doubleheader action coming your way from Richmond Raceway this weekend 
And our Friday gets the party started. It's a busy Friday. We'll start with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice. That's at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Eastern on MRN.com. We'll have Bush Pole qualifying for the Cup cars at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then the NASCAR Xfinity Series Go Bowling 250. It will be playoff race number one for the Xfinity Series. And our coverage begins Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Saturday... It's all about the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, the Federated Auto Parts 400, the first short track race in the playoffs under the lights in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Motor Racing Network's airtime Saturday night, 6.30 Eastern. Kim Kuhn joins us next with this week's Social Media Minute. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live and State Water Heaters Race Week here on MRN. When you need a water heater, get the best. State Water Heaters. MRN's Kim Kuhn joins us now with the latest social media news. Kim, what are the big stories this week on social media? Yeah, Mike, so the NASCAR playoffs kicked off this past weekend in Las Vegas. And to kind of get things started for this year's championship title contention, they had NASCAR Burnout Boulevard fueled by Sunoco Racing. Typically, we see this done at the end of the season during Champions Week. But I think it was actually the perfect start to the 10 race showdown because it got to showcase all 16 of the playoff drivers before we crown our champion. And if you didn't get a chance to watch the broadcast of this burnout boulevard there was some great social media content and a lot of drivers came to battle with these burnouts a couple of my favorites were austin Dillon had dj marshmallow in his car for the burnout if you don't know who that is he's a very well-known dj especially in the las vegas area you can go to his twitter at marshmallow music and he said bound to be america's favorite nascar driver and you can see marshmallow crawling into austin Dillon's car another great one was denny hamlin he took off the entire left fender with his burnout his tweet reads i think we won with kind of a shrug you can see that photo again on denny hamlin's instagram but i think my favorite one was ryan blaney and chase elliott did dueling burnouts they were nose to nose as they put their cars into gear nascar has a great video of the dueling burnout and it just says the two best friends that anyone could have so again check those out on social media we're headed to richmond raceway this weekend though for the second race of this round of the playoffs it's going to be really fun really entertaining especially after everything that happened in las vegas you can follow us and all the action on twitter at mrn radio Thank you, Kimmy. Next time you're on your computer, check on MRN.com. We've got a brand new podcast series called MRN Presents The Many Hats of Jack Roush. This week, we cover the early years and how his NASCAR Hall of Fame career began. Team owner Jack Roush, you finally made it. My dad had a coal and ice business in the 40s and when I was four or five years old. And he had 14 trucks, and they would go 10,000 miles, and every 10,000 miles you needed to take them apart and replace the rings and do a valve job on these old uh, Ford and Chevrolet and uh, General Motors trucks with uh, passenger car engines in them that weren't supposed to be run that long or that hard. So 10,000 miles, they need to be overhauled. So I had a chance to see engines. Dad would typically finish the run by 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, he would jerk an engine heads off and pound the pistons out uh, by by 5:36. Go get a, a, down the street to the house to my mother's house, 
and uh, have supper and come back and put it in, put it back together before midnight. It's kind of funny, you know, I, I look at my dad, you know, a lot of fans may, of his may think, well, you know, if you're, that's your dad, uh, maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal, but it is. I really look up to my dad uh, for a lot that he's done and, you know, kind of the principles that he has that has led to, you know, a lot of his success. I went to school at Berea without paying uh, tuition. I had to pay room and board and I had to work for the college for a while. But uh, I fixed bicycles. I did uh, did work in uh, in college buildings, uh, bathrooms, and things. I worked the food line, uh, the cafeteria line, for a, a semester or two. Uh, without paying tuition, I uh, I had enough money to buy myself a brand new Mustang. That's all from this week's new podcast series, MRN Presents The Many Hats of Jack Roush. You can download that show for free on iTunes and on MRN.com. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll hear from Jimmy Johnson and later Brad Keselowski's crew chief, Paul Wolf. Pack up the crew and head out to Talladega Super Speedway for race weekend October 12th through 14th. Ticket holders for the 1000bulbs.com 500 can enjoy free camping in three different campgrounds around the track. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I'm on that honey to bloom. And it get in my feathers like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. Need to find your local MRN radio station? Taking a trip and want to listen to NASCAR races? Go to MRN.com. Click on stations to find all MRN's local radio stations. Plan a trip and map out MRN stations along your route. MRN on your local stations. Tune in. We'll hear from Jimmy Johnson next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for spending time with us on this week's NASCAR Live. Over the weekend in Las Vegas, MRN's Woody Kane had a chance to sit down and chat with seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson about this year's playoffs and the struggles of the regular season. And things just got worse for Jimmy Johnson. A commitment line violation, so he'll have another trip down pit road to serve the penalty. No, we, we have issues to work out. Um... You know, the, the playoffs have been very good to the 48 over the years, and we've always um, been able to step up and somehow find a little bit more. And um, we'll need to do that again this year and, and find a lot more. But, uh, you know, this the team, the unity in the team, the, um, the commitment from Rick, you know, all the hard work that's that's going on, we're, we're advancing, we're getting better. Some weeks look better than others. Um, and I think Darlington was shaping up to be a really good weekend, and I just got a little too excited in a few instances and, and set us back. So um, dialing in 100% and nothing more is really important for me. And, uh, you know, minimize mistakes and just get some clean execution. And I think, you know, we can advance through the rounds. Uh, we start getting to tracks like Dover and Martinsville. Hopefully we can, you know, raise the bar and, and get to victory lane and, and set us up to, uh, you know, to move on hopefully to Homestead have a shot at our eighth. A lot of success in your career, but as anybody who's been through what you have, you've had some ups and downs. When, when things aren't going as well as you would like, do you typically think it's one big thing or a lot of little things that you have to sort out? You know, it changes, and what I'm learning about this particular experience, it's not one big thing. Um, we've changed a lot of things, you know, so it's an, it's the sum of a lot of little things, and uh, we're, we're getting there, we're getting better. 
unfortunately, the competition continues to evolve and refine and get better as well. So, uh, you know, we're just stacking pennies and, and trying to make a difference that way. When you look at the rounds of the playoffs, having been through this as many times as you have, are you a guy who thinks one race, one round at a time, or a guy who thinks just don't do anything ridiculous early to knock yourself out and let other guys do that? Yeah, I think the first round in the past has always been uh, more about consistency. You know, just the odds are on your side. There's 16, you go down to 12. Um, but, you know, what I, the reason I said in the past is because now with the Roval, um, you know, it, it just changes the game quite a bit. So uh, I think it, it actually puts a bit more focus or importance or I, it's hard to say importance because it's always there, but maybe relief for the guys that have, a, you know, have the opportunity to win at uh, Richmond or Vegas. Um, you know, I, I really look at the Roval like I do Talladega right now, and I think it's more of an unknown than Talladega is. So, uh, you know, it, we, we have some added stress early in the, the playoffs this year. I mean, at least you have notes from Talladega, but the Roval, nobody has any notes. When you were able to get out there and, and see what that's all about, what were your impressions of how crazy you think it's going to be to race on? Yeah, it's, it's without a doubt going to be crazy. And, I mean, the restrictor plate races, you can elect to ride at the back and know the track position is not going to matter and, you know, come back up through there potentially later in the race. You can't do that on a road course. Track position is everything. So you have to just pull them tight and hope for the best. Um, you know, passing zones are going to be really tough to, uh, to execute in. All of our big braking zones lead into very crowded and small corners with no runoff room. And, uh, you know, the back straightaway into the chicane, I don't even think it's physically possible to have two cars side-by-side -side enter the, the chicane. So, um, the, you know, that's, that's where I think some of the frustration comes from the drivers is just it's tough to put a... Uh, um, a proper facility inside of an oval. Um, it's just, just really hard to do. There's a lot of unique challenges trying to integrate a road course into an oval. And the big problem we have with the chicane, it needs to be there. We need something to slow us down for turns three and four. Um, the NASCAR side of it, that is coming back around to complete the lap. So uh, we'll live and learn. And, you know, again, whoever wins at Richmond is going to breathe, breathe a huge sigh of relief. That's seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson and our Woody Kane. Coming up, Brad Keselowski's crew chief Paul Wolf will join us. Here's NASCAR champ Kurt Busch. For me, racing is all about winning. Off the track, I feel the same way. I like to be associated with companies and products that I consider to be top performers. State brand water heaters are top performers, and no matter what kind of water heater you need, State has it, even hybrid and tankless. Take it from me, when it comes to hot water, don't get caught with anything less than a state water heater. Get yours today, go to statewaterheaters.com and use the request a quote from a pro tool. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Brad Keselowski's crew chief Paul Wolf is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, it was Brad Keselowski, Paul Wolf, and Team Penske 
Going back to Victory Lane, it is their third consecutive win coming Sunday in the South Point 400. And the crew chief is here to talk about it. Paul Wolf is back on NASCAR Live. Paul, congratulations on the win on Sunday out there in Vegas. Well, thank you. It's uh, It's been a great uh, few weeks for us here uh, on the two team. And, uh, you know, some big, big wins and uh, big milestones in Team Penske history, which is uh, always nice to be able to add to that. And, and um, you know, kind of riding this momentum into the playoffs is, uh, couldn't be a better time to, to – to get these wins and um you know gives everyone a little confidence and you know the pit road's been been phenomenal those guys have uh, really delivered and and a big part of uh, a couple of these wins here the last few weeks it would appear that you've got a bunch that you have assembled that performs key in clutch situations is that a valid assessment yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. I think we've we've shown that uh, over time, and you know, uh, a lot of these guys on this two team have have been been with us since day one when I when I came on board here with Brad, um, you know, almost nine years ago, and and um, we've been through through a lot. You know, we've had a lot of success, but we, we've also had had our struggles, and we've stayed together, and I think it's made us stronger. And and um, you know, from the driver right down to you know the guys working on the car and 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 going over to pit wall if they've, they've uh they really can step up and uh you know not let the pressure get to them in these uh these types of situations when there's a lot on the line and as there's been over the last 3 weeks such such big races they've been huge races what was the key what was the difference for you guys Sunday in Vegas well i think uh for one i think it was avoiding disaster um for one i mean we we saw a lot of um, good cars um get caught up in in others mess or had tire issues i think uh the, the tires were definitely a concern uh as we know it was very hot um temperatures out in vegas something we've never seen there before um with the cup cars and you know, I think it was almost a 40-degree swing from from what we had earlier this year, and um, so so there was some tire issues that um, we saw in practice. Uh, we, we had some on our car, um, and, you know. So there's there's a bit of uh, risk versus reward there with you know the the settings on our front ends and air pressures and those types of things, and it's always a it's always a little bit of a balancing act trying to um, you know get get all the performance but uh you know not not risk too much especially early on in the, the playoffs like this it's you know for us it was about just getting a good solid day and 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 gaining some points and moving on and um so we we probably played a little more conservative um but with that being said you know our car was still still pretty strong on the short runs and, and was very good on restarts and those types of things so the way the race played out you know, with with multiple pit stops there towards the end and, and a lot of restarts, it seemed like we were strong in both those areas, and uh, that was really the key to uh, to being able to get it done. Chatting with Paul Wolf, race winning crew chief from Sunday's South Point 400. Now you head into Saturday night's Federated Auto Parts 400 under the lights, but Richmond is now a playoff race. Does that matter? Is Richmond still Richmond, or is there something different about this race considering it's the first time it's been in the playoffs? No, I think it's different, and I think, you know, as we looked at the playoffs um, as a whole, you know, preparing for them, and, you know, the the, the schedule's kind of been the same here for a while, and we, you know, 
Chicago has always been the first race. And then we go to Loudoun and, and Dover and those tracks, but it's like, it just had a, to me, it had a little bit of a different feel this year and, and trying to understand that. And, you know, you know, what tracks are your strengths and weaknesses and you kind of talk through what you need to do each week um, to get to the next round. And, um, you know, fortunately Vegas is, is another track that we've had a lot of success at um, prior to this past weekend. We'd won multiple races there. Um, always a decent track for us. And, and Richmond's a little bit of the same for us. Um, we've, we've run well there. We've won there. Um, and I feel like, you know, we, we look forward to, to the race this weekend. You know, obviously we're in a little bit of a different scenario now with, with getting that win at Vegas, but still overall, I think it'll be, it's going to be an exciting race. I think, you know, there's, there's a lot on the line and, and now there's, there's multiple teams um, that had trouble at Vegas that, uh, you know, are, are, are near, you know, the must win situation. So I think it'll be interesting how it all plays out. Um, and, you know, from a strategy standpoint this weekend, I think, you know, Richmond's one of those tracks where, where tires are pretty important these days and um, the tires go off uh, on the long run. So it's it's really hard to do a whole lot strategy-wise. So I think it really comes down to just guys trying to get all they can and, and being aggressive and, and not giving up any positions on the racetrack. So uh, it'll be exciting. It'll be it'll be a fun race, and um, you know we're just hoping to uh, continue to build on some bonus points. You know that was uh, was six more for us at Vegas, and and we know we're going to need every one of those as we move forward throughout the other rounds, and hopefully we can add to those this weekend with uh, some stage wins, and and who knows maybe even another race win. Speaking of the road course race at Charlotte, what's it like? not having the pressure on you to make something happen on that unknown layout that we've got coming in a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, it's, you know, everyone's talking about it. Right. And, and, you know, before we got to Vegas or when we were in Vegas, I think before the race, you know, we, we did, it was a topic of discussion at points throughout the weekend. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of stress around that and whatnot, but at the same time, like I told Brad, I said, you know, there's, there's only so much we can control sometimes and, and we're just going to need to go there and, and do what we can and kind of see how it plays out. But uh, I'll tell you now, after having that win, I'm definitely relieved that uh, <laughs> there may not uh, need to be um, uh, many points scored there to, to make it to the next round for us. Well, all the best in trying to get your fourth consecutive win under the lights in the Federated Auto Parts 400. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. Congratulations on your successes and all the best in the ones to come here in 2018. All right. I appreciate it and good talking with you. Thanks. Thank you. That's Paul Wolf, crew chief for Brad Keselowski, winners of the South Point 400 Sunday at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Coming up next, we'll turn back the clock on this week in NASCAR history, and we will preview this weekend's race at Richmond. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Getting your engine in top shape starts with getting your oil and filters changed regularly. So come right now to AutoZone and take advantage of our great deals on oil change specials. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic. Is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. 
They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there six, seven, 12, 15, whatever? It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. In a moment, we're going to preview race number two in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. But first, my friends, let's go back in time for this week in NASCAR history. And this week, we begin in 1977. Carly Simon is number one with Nobody Does It Better. On primetime TV, the crime drama Chips debuted on NBC. Over on ABC television, the love boat set sail for its maiden voyage. And NASCAR was racing at Dover International Speedway. Benny Parsons took the lead halfway through the Delaware 500, and he never looked back. Baby, you're the best. White flag for driver Benny Parsons from Ellaby, North Carolina. Here he goes. Dives off of the number one turn, and it doesn't look like he's cracked the throttle a bit. Takes that line right up against the wall. Here he goes out of turn number two and up the back chute. 1,076 feet down the back straightaway. Easy goes it. He does it, I should say, for Benny Parsons. He takes that middle line through turns three and four, looking to bring that Chevrolet to the victory circle. Parsons up in the number three and four corner, takes it down to the center groove this time. Here comes Benny Parsons out of the turn, heads for the start-finish line. Checkered flag for the gentleman from Ellerby, North Carolina, and Benny Parsons has won the Delaware 500. Our next stop is 1983. The rock band Kiss removed their makeup for the first time on MTV. On ABC TV, Hardcastle and McCormick debuted. And again, NASCAR was in the first state of Delaware. Bobby Allison won his third straight race in the Budweiser 500. Allison gets caught a little bit up in traffic. Bobby Hillen comes up in the groove. Bodine looks to the bottom of the racetrack and trying to win and winning his third race in a row. And tightening his hold on the Winston Cup point lead is Bobby Allison, the Miller High Life Buick. And we end this week in 2005 at the 57th Annual Emmy Awards. Everybody Loves Raymond won Best TV Comedy. Actress Renee Zellweger filed for an annulment from husband Kenny Chesney after just four months of marriage. And NASCAR was at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Ryan Newman took the lead from Tony Stewart with just two laps to go to win the Sylvania 300. Does Tony Stewart have anything left on race leader Ryan Newman? Just a car length and a half to separate them down into turn three. Newman slides up. Here is Stewart. One final shot into turn four. Tony Stewart comes digging hard to the bottom of the racetrack. Ryan Newman's got it wound up in the outside lane. Ryan Newman comes off turn four. He'll win the Sylvania 300. And happy birthdays this week go out to seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson and NASCAR Hall of Famer Richard Childress. Those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend, we're going short track racing at Richmond Raceway for a preview. Here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs rolled to Richmond Raceway this week for the Federated Auto Parts 400. Formerly the regular season finale, the 400-lap clash now sits center stage in the first round of the playoffs. Three-time Richmond winner Kevin Harvick welcomes the addition of another short track to the postseason. Well, Richmond is, is a racetrack that um, wears the tires out, you know, has that Saturday night flair to it that, that um, you know, not every track has. We don't have a lot of, we don't have enough short tracks, um, you know, on our schedule. You know, we needed, needed something different, and, you know, everybody needs something different as, as you roll through the years, and, and uh, it's a great place for us to race, and, and, and hopefully it's uh, exciting and, and well-supported from the town. Seeking his first victory on the three-quarter-mile oval, 
Spring pole sitter Martin Truex Jr. hopes to keep it together till the checkers fly and finally close the deal in Virginia. So many crazy things happen there. You know, it's one of those races where anything can happen, especially at the end. We always seem to get those late race restarts, um, and you can find yourself in a really bad spot. I mean, the last two years we've had really, really good races there, led tons and tons of laps and, and been in a position to win. And um, you know, the last race there this year, we got we finished 14th, and the final race there last year, we got crashed with two to go, or one on a green white checker. So it's like, man, you know, you can go there and perform super well and have at a really high level and and lead the whole race, and you might finish 15th. You might not finish at all. Joey Logano returns to the tight confines with his 2017 win top of mind and likes his chances to get back to victory lane you know i think uh, richmond is a, a great racetrack for team penske um for brad and i in particular i think both of us run really good there um so uh, I, I look at that as a racetrack that we won two stages at earlier this year had a chance to win um so it'd be really nice to be able to break through there the green flies over the federated auto parts 400 at richmond raceway this saturday night just after 7 30 p.m eastern live coverage on the motor racing network begins at 6 30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Ah, uh, yes, it is short track race number one in the playoffs. Richmond Raceway is the site. By the way, come on down and see us. RichmondRaceway.com, your destination to get tickets. That's all the time we have for today. Our thanks to Paul Wolf for joining us. Also, our thanks to Jimmy Johnson, Ross Chastain, Grant Enfinger, and for the entire MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us this week on NASCAR Live. We'll talk to you next week right here. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.